Well, we're back with Sermon Extra. It's been a couple of weeks. I know uh, we were going to come back last week, and I was out sick, and then uh, <clears throat> that's just the way things go. As you clear your throat, are you still <laughs> yeah, sick? Yeah, come on, come on. I'm not contagious, guys. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then this Sunday was quite a Sunday. So it was fantastic to see how many people were in worship, to have the kids sing, Mm. to honor our veterans. And if you're at 8 o'clock, to see a little bit of chaos and a little panic in Pastor Dustin's eyes when the the sermon slides went around. Technology's great when it works. It is. I thought this would be, I wanted to break this down a little so people understand the weird things that sometimes happen. So um, actually, Natalie had heard, was listening to your message, and she's like, I want to close our final or change our final song. It's it just I, we've got a you know different one. It'll it'll match so perfectly with what he's saying, and so she's in tune for that. So she tells us in the AV room, "Hey, we're going to change this song." So theoretically, I can go in to the program while you're handling your sermon slides and add a new song. Done it a million times. Mm-hmm. Did it this Sunday. All of a sudden, a huge error message pops up, and there's been a bug with this program mm-hmm. I've been dealing with, and and the the uh, people that made the program. You want a song? I'll give you a song. They have the no clue. Right. All of a sudden, it's like, <laughs> yeah. uh, no. And I could tell he couldn't advance the slides. We could do nothing. I saw the spinning rainbow uh, little ball of death. Yeah. So it's a quick restart the computer, knowing you have no clue what's going on. <laughs> but I'm like, I got this. And it restarted quickly. We it had did control. Jump back pretty quick. Yeah. yeah, it was very fast. But then as you discovered, I have no control. You have to trust us. Yeah. Yeah. And I've never paid closer attention to a sermon <laughs> That's good. in a go. long time. <laughs> well, it's, it's like every then, time you start a sentence with theoretically, yeah. it's like, all right, this is not going to go well from here. This is, this is, uh, something's Yet so wrong. many are doing that. All Absolutely. The yeah. In theory, it's safe yeah. to do this, but, uh, I can break things very well, but yeah. uh, I can usually fix mon- them quickly. Theoretically, Mondays are just like other days. <laughs> Wait, they're not. They're no, not. They are not. So, but it was a wonderful service. It was, it was yeah. just, it was a great, uh, a great morning. It really was, and, you know. And, and since we haven't been together, we we've transitioned from uh, joining Jesus on His mission. Uh, we finished that up on Reformation Day, and just reminding everybody, we want to entrench that language, that activity, that equipping into people's lives each and every day. So we're never going to let loose of that. Now we've transferred, uh, transitioned into a new sermon series, of course. Mm-hmm. But it'll just be um, uh, different ways of us speaking that same truth out. And, and we have planned ways of keeping in front of people that yes. they'll be learning about. So yes. if you're not, it's it's going to be Absolutely. in front of you more Fantastic. and more. Fantastic. Absolutely. Stories keep coming in, too, of people mm-hmm. that uh, mm-hmm. I heard one on Sunday of had to do with buying turkeys. Mm-hmm. I didn't catch the whole story, but it was like buying turkeys. I think you were in on yeah. that, yep. uh, weren't you? And so uh, it's just cool. People are like, mm-hmm. hey, I, I have the story of how I joined Jesus on on his mission. That's I awesome. thought that was really, really cool. Yeah. So, um but yeah, getting into the book of Ruth. Mm-hmm. And so... Yeah, and I got to kick it off. Chapter one, and you did a good job of keeping people moving from that to two, kind of reframe some of the things that, that I didn't get as deep into too. And one thing that one of my good Hebrew scholar friends reminded me, I, I didn't say it incorrectly, but to clarify, Ruth was, obviously took place in the time of judges. And I said it was written in the time of King David which could be and is likely true. The conservative thought it was written during the reign of King David. Some believe during the time of King Solomon, but obviously that's quite a bit later, and that's going to come up in the next couple chapters, why that's important. So it was obviously lived out during the time of judges, and then later was written, you know, 
several years later or a few. Years so later. just the difference between when it took place and yeah. when it was penned. I said know, when, I said penned, but but yeah. it may have yeah. been alluded to. It yeah. was during the time of King David's reign, but that's yeah. importantly not true. Well, and I, I think what <laughs> again, not to go too deep into these weeds, but what's important to understand is all of Scripture is inspired by God, and mm-hmm. so you know Moses wrote the first five books uh, of the Bible. He obviously wasn't there at mm-hmm. creation, yeah. Yeah. and God inspired him to write the account. Yeah. And so it is not outside of God's purview to say, I'm going to have this penned, mm-hmm. maybe not at the moment, because we yeah. don't know the author of yeah. Ruth. We, we don't know who yep. the author is, but it's still inspired. So it doesn't uh, take away from the authenticity yeah. or yeah. The, uh, the account you know, at all. So anyway. When you find out the connection of all that, specifically in chapter four, it's going to all come together really in a cool way. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, just when you read Ruth and it, I touched on this a little bit on Sunday, but it, it just reads like a four-act play, yeah. and yet it's a true story. But obviously, like so much of Scripture, Genesis, passed on by oral tradition, obviously this is a story that would have been told. And yes. to your point, Andy, there's a reason that David and his family would be telling this story too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But um, no, it just getting back into the book of Ruth, and especially for us who understand the New Testament, to look back through this story and read it, knowing what Jesus does for us, it just brings this whole greater depth to it when you, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, even where it takes place, Bethlehem and what we come to know about this little town of Bethlehem. And, and then to know about, which I know chapter three, will get into it more, but the whole idea of this redeemer and kinsman Mm -hmm. redeemer and um, what we touched on yesterday, just the Hesed, this, this kindness that English translators just like, we don't know what to do with this word uh, because there's so much to it. So how do we communicate it? But we see that being lived out in God then too, this um, unconditional, just amazing kindness and favor attached to grace. And so it's so much powerful imagery throughout the story. There is. A couple connections, too, that you, you and I's messages made from chapter one and chapter two. One, you, you mentioned this. Uh, I really hammered on the fact that Naomi said, don't call me Naomi anymore because she was bitter. She yep. said, call me Mara. And and that really, her, her tone changes greatly. By the end of chapter by two. By the end of yeah. chapter two. And, and a part of that was you also touched on, and, and I guess more in Ruth, but God was working the whole time. And Naomi and Ruth didn't know how. They knew they were going back home. Um, and they were going to see what happens next, but really they had no idea. And now we start to see, oh, there's a little bit of a plan starting right here in chapter two. So uh, I had mentioned kind of the the question mark, and you started to to answer it in chapter two, which is really cool. And it all just so happened, right? Yeah, so, I like yeah, that. I like no, the, the wink. wink. The wink. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. how, how yeah. do you explain what's going on here? Yeah. And I think it's like the author's like winking at us. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and I was looking at, I, I don't know Hebrew well yet, but I like to look at certain words, and it was... She did not know. She she did not have an idea at the time. It was a unknowing. Um, she was seeking a field that, that she didn't know at the time. Yep. It said she, there was an innocence about the field she found. Was yeah. kind of what the Hebrew spoke to, which is really cool. Yeah. Well, and if you think about the whole thing with gleaning, it it was for the poor. Mm-hmm. It was for the unemployed. It was for those who didn't have the support structure mm-hmm. around them. Uh, to go into the fields and actually cultivate and and raise their own grains and things like that, and so it's it's kind of like when you drive through town and you have somebody begging on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. They're gleaning. They're saying, "Do you have any leftovers? Mm-hmm. Do you have any change? Mm-hmm. Do you have anything that you could spare 
And, and, and I know that isn't always a, you know, sometimes we get a little suspicious of whether or not they're actually needing it or that's mm-hmm. a whole other social issue, but it, that's kind of the same thing is the, the gleanings. And I know Scott, you know, you've been a part of gleanings, you know, mm-hmm. for many, many years where they get that name from <clears throat> right. Ruth. I Straight mean, from that, they take the, uh, they take all the, the castaway fruit that the, the growers out there in, uh, in the California, you know, growing region produce peaches and stuff. And, yeah. Uh, and, and they, they make it into fruit that people can use and need, and they do the same with the the dried soup mix, like like we do here with Mercy Meals, which is having their event uh, coming up, and and yeah, just taking taking what's left, giving it to those that need it. It wouldn't be like I think I remember you saying that this wouldn't be good enough to put on the shelf at a grocery store. Yeah. We're too picky. oversized fruit, uh, maybe slightly bruised, uh, maybe split, mm-hmm. uh, all those different things that just. Which is exactly what gleanings is. It's it's as the the reapers are going through and they're using these you know, scythes, you know, to to cut. They're dropping stuff, mm-hmm. and it's like I'll just go pick up the crumbs if I can. Yeah. So it's it's just an interesting. I get digs a little deeper into that aspect of the story, but it's it. I think with Ruth and Naomi, you know, they they got to care for each other. This is Ruth is going out saying, I got to take care of my mother in law. I'm going to go out and glean in the fields. So I can bring back and we can make bread and, you know, grains and things like that. So it's, it's, it's fascinating about how family comes together around each other. Well, and to know that, I mean, God was the one who put that, implemented that. I mean, it's part of his word, it's part of the laws in Leviticus and Deuteronomy. And um, it would not have been a way for, you know, who's ever in need of that to, to kind of change their position in life, but it would be a allowing them to survive and to get by. But then that just adds to the story when you look at Boaz goes above and beyond yeah. that yeah. in so many ways of what he asks of his workers and how to treat them. And just the fact that he even just pauses to hear the story. Like mm. he wants to listen. You know, you talk about joining Jesus on on mission. That's what Boaz is doing. Like he's he's listening to the story. He's trying to understand the situation that Ruth and Naomi are in. And then he's like, well, what can I do about that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even though I didn't say it that clearly, I hope it came out like it was God's hand over all of this. Mm-hmm. Like right. Boaz right. is praying this this prayer, this blessing, and before he knows it, like he's becoming the answer to it. I don't think he realized yeah, that's cool. that right. when he's praying it. But God's like, well, I got an answer, Boaz. It's going to yeah. be through, mm-hmm. and through that's, you. That's what's happened at Gleanings throughout their their history. They've been around for like 35, 40 years about. And and when they got started trying to tell this story of what they do, took a little time. Now they're at the point where the growers and the farmers sometimes will give them fruit that's just fine mm. and mm. give them equipment that they're like, okay, we don't need this truck anymore, but we know Gleanings could use yeah. this truck for yeah, their right. organization. Cool. So it's a similar, yep. I really see that analogy, yep. and that's really yep. a, an amazing thing how God works that way. Go ahead, if you well, were. Well, then, you know, the part of the story where then Boaz invites her into this meal then too, and that, that was a part, as many times as I've read Ruth, I kind of, I don't know, just forgot about that, but that the fact that then he invites her, just the fact that in his position, He's willing to sit down and eat with his workers. I mean, that says something about him, too. And then he invites Ruth, this foreigner, this Moabite, to come and be a part of that. And then he's the one serving her. Mm-hmm. And again, it's just that, oh, man, like, yeah. that's yeah. Jesus. I mean, that's the one who came, who has every right to be served. But he's like, nope, I didn't come to be served. I came to serve. Well, I, I think, you know, when you look for Jesus in the Old Testament, 
you can find examples of him throughout. I mean, you look at Moses being the one leading them out of slavery. Um, you can look at Boaz being that, that uh, example of what Christ would do. And I think that really does um, become more clear as we start talking about the Redeemer, mm. the kinsman Redeemer. Because yeah. what was really interesting about the story is, all right, you got to remember, it's Bethlehem, small town. Everybody knows everybody. Everybody knows everybody. Every, yeah. And they're probably related mm-hmm. in one way or another. Well, Naomi is related to Boaz, and so this is family. And, and, and Boaz asks, who is this, you know, this, this woman? Well, she's the daughter-in-law of one of your relatives, Naomi. And so there is this, this familial, I, okay, I got I to take care of family. I mean, this is, this is a family, not, not family so close that, again, we find you know, them coming together as husband and wife, mm-hmm. but, the, but you know, so not first cousins. Um, but but the idea that this is family looking after each other, and and I, it's it's a beautiful uh, example. Like you said, he he invites her in for a meal. He tells his workers, drop some good stuff. Yeah. Drop some good stuff. Take it out of what your you know your sheaths and and drop good stuff. And I I just think it's it's absolutely fantastic. And then we get into chapter three where the next scene is okay. Let's start making this official. And and Naomi says, um, here's what I want you to do. This is how I want you to do it. And Ruth makes a vow. She says, again, remember in chapter one, I think, is you, you know, where you go, I'll go. Your mm-hmm. God will be my God. Well, I'm going to do everything you say. I, I'm making a vow. And she follows through with it. And, and then we get into this next scene of, mm-hmm. of this kinsman redeemer. Yeah. And even <clears throat> finding a little nuance in the story where Boaz is like, I'm actually not first in line. There's another relative because there was a real uh, understanding of how that worked, who who could redeem who. Mm-hmm. And Boaz is like, there's one more ahead of me, but chill out. Let me take care of it in the morning. And and it, and it all works, of course. Yeah, which <clears throat> not getting ahead here too much either, but when it comes to the Redeemer, just because they're in place to be the one to redeem, there still has to be a willingness yes. oh, yeah. to, to do it and to see in the story that, yeah, it was, it was his right in place, but he's like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. But Boaz was. Yep. And yep. you think about, you know, again, God didn't have to do the things that he did mm-hmm. for us, but the fact mm-hmm. that Jesus was willing to yeah. step in and to be our redeemer, um, Real quick on the the Redeemer and, and seeing Jesus in here, there's actually two cases that I thought were really interesting, and I haven't looked up the translation. Uh, it's obviously Hebrew to Greek thing, yet I'd have to look at the Septuagint. But um, for both Ruth and Naomi, first Ruth at that, that dinner that Boaz offered, and she ate until she was satisfied and she had some leftover. Where does that come from? Where people are satisfied and there are leftovers. Oh, feeding the 5,000, mm-hmm. yeah. And then she took some to her mother-in-law, and Naomi, she also brought out and gave her what she had left over, and Naomi, too, was satisfied. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was interesting. I looked at the mm. language, but I hadn't thought... I, I just I heard those words, satisfied with leftovers, and I'm like, 
I feel like I preached about that yeah. at some point yeah. recently. So look at the look at the rookie pastor here. Wow, he's making some. I'm in an Old Testament class right now, so I'm in my lane. This, so, is, yeah. this is awesome. This is, this is cheat I'm, coding, I'm sitting yeah. back here just going, man. Yeah. He's just, you're, you're going. Yeah. We got to check out the languages and yeah. throwing out Septuagint <laughs> out there. <laughs> like, this is amazing. I have this is great to see. I have a professor right now who's an incredible Hebrew and Old Testament scholar slash archaeologist. So he's sending us to do things like that. And it's sticking. It's actually really beautiful. Fascinating, so oh, I'm enjoying it. Is his name Indy? Seriously, uh, he's a Short little older. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. In yeah. the latest middle, Jones. Yeah. Mr. Jones? <laughs> he, he was at one time, I'm sure. Yeah, for yeah. sure. He's, he's getting, awesome. getting up in age, but still blesses us each Monday night. So, so I, I just, uh, you know, I'll, I'm, I'll be bringing chapter three um, before us this next Sunday. And and I just, you know, I, not to get out and too far ahead uh, of myself either, but I, as we look at the story, and going back to what you said in the initial one, you know, Naomi says, don't call me Naomi, call me Mara. How often do we assign ourselves a name hmm. based on our failures, based on our imperfections? You know, don't call me this, call me a loser or inept or whatever. I mean, there's a lot of things that we... We may not say it out loud. It could be your mood in that moment, right? Yeah. You know, but but I think for her, it's it, it's a it's a um, kind of a global. When I look in the mirror, I see bitterness. I see hopelessness. I see tragedy. I see heartbreak. So don't even call me my name. Just assign me this because that's how I see myself. And the whole four act play, if you will the story reveals God saying, no, you're not, you're, you're worth mm-hmm. everything. You're not just a bitter person. You are. And so it's a beautiful, um, you know, again, just, you can almost see if you were looking at a, at a, at a play structure, you mm-hmm. know, going through the conflict and then coming up to the, to the triumph. And, uh, and it's just, I, I don't know. I, I think it parallels how, we experience life here in a lot of ways. And, and I know in her, her statement of Boaz is caring for the living and the dead. I know she was speaking of his, his kin, Elimelech, mm-hmm. but I wonder if a little bit of her was like thinking of herself as a little bit of that dead, you know, she's kind of like trying to help Ruth out mm. and, you know, it, cause, cause he blessed Ruth, but then also sent some to her, just a little bit of that, like not counting herself whole, not counting yep. herself a yep. part of the story yep. and the blessing. And, and I just wondered that a little bit. I know it's about Elimelech, but I just wondered a little bit of hers, like, wow, you know, he's really being generous to me yeah. as well. And I, I, I'm, I'm just bitter. So, so he's being generous to me, even in my bitterness. So I thought that was kind of interesting too. Yeah. So in verse 10, and I just briefly touched on this in the message, but this is where Boaz is showing kindness to her and, and Ruth is, why have I found favor in your eyes that you should take notice of me uh, who's a foreigner? And that's when, when you get into the Hebrew and you look at the Hebrew words, there's a play on words that's being used. And so really in the literal translation, Ruth is saying, why have you noticed me the unnoticed? Yeah, you, I like that when you brought that up on Sunday. That's, And I think Ruth is experiencing that. And Naomi is experiencing that. And then just to see as this chapter unfolds through the kindness that's coming from God, the grace that's being shown, the favor um, from Boaz to Ruth, from Ruth to Naomi, it like literally just, it changes their situation. It changes their outlook on life. It changes 
And that's, yeah. you know, where this, the next couple of chapters are going to. Yep. So it just keeps building. So it does. So two more chapters of Ruth. Mm. And then we're into December. Yes. Christmas. Our, our, yeah. Yeah, our, our eyes Merry Christmas. Stuff. Everybody was laughing Christ- yesterday. You know, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. I but know. everybody, it was the laugh of like. Nervous laughter. Nervous laughter. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> but Thank it you is coming. so much. We have to. Yeah. What but are you, remember. Home Depot? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they, uh, no, no. I, my, my favorite was always like, I think it was Walgreens. It would set up in like oh, yeah. July. Oh, you know, it's yeah. like. Uh, Here we super. go. But um, no, but we also have Thanksgiving worship. Mm-hmm. Um, at 6.30 uh, a week from this Wednesday, um, mm-hmm. so Thanksgiving Eve. A and, week uh, from this Wednesday. A week from this Wednesday. Wow. And right. so that's coming up. And then turkey and football and all that oh, good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. There we go. Long but then nap. Advent, three special Advent worship services yep. too, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Well, we have it on the on the website. It's we've all got, there uh, for you. We've got it in the bulletin and things like you that. You can so. find it in the app too. We've got a yeah. button there. You can click. Yeah. It'll take you straight to that page on the website. So. Yeah. Cool stuff. Looking forward to it. Sounds great. Good to get together again, yeah, guys. Absolutely. Have a wonderful week, and hope those of you watching this enjoyed it too. Absolutely. Thank you.